0: So this is the first chapter of Dos Guiris Sin Guia, the Spanish language podcast. My name is Miguel, and this right here, what's your name?
1: Hey everybody, my name is Andrew, or more commonly, I suppose, while living in Spain, Andres.
0: Andres. I am currently living in Nashville, Tennessee, and this man, where are you living at, Andres.
1: Yeah, a little bit further. For the last two years, I've been in Salamanca, and prior to that, I was living in Arevalo, which is, well, we'll get into the Spanish slanders.
0: Uh, 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 so I, I do believe I've heard a, uh, a a specific word for that, a pueblacho? A pueblacho? Yes.
1: There is such a thing as a poblacho.
0: Poblacho, Uh, sorry, poblacho. uh, What what did we call it, Mike? A a... one-horse town. Uh, So he used to live in a poblacho or a one-horse town.
1: Yeah, good times. And then, of course, there's the more uh, beloved quinto coño, which is the (laughs) fifth vagina or soft ears.
0: The The fifth pussy. He lives in not the corner of the world, but the fifth pussy of the world. Um, yeah, so which is quite directly in the center in actually in the Plaza Mayor if i'm not mistaken is actually the the literal quinto conio of the world is the Plaza Mayor of Arevalo i believe
1: yeah i mean i'm not sure of the actual coordinates whether or not that is valid but it certainly felt that way when you're in the middle of nowhere and there's nothing but uh well
0: so, Andrew and I both studied abroad in Madrid, Spain, uh, the winter, uh, the, so the beginning of 2012, and we met each other there we with a big group of other Americans. If you don't mind,
1: I'll just take it away really fast. It all started, what, in the winter of 2012 when we went abroad for a program and lived in Madrid doing five months at the University Complutense de Madrid, the fellow students didn't have the same ambition to learn Spanish as much. They were mostly there to enjoy themselves. I was still living with my host mom. It was probably only two weeks in that me and you
0: were rather committed oh, to being together. The actual night that we really first met, all the other students had been saying that they were going to meet up at a bar, and it was some American bar. I think they had, like, beer pong and shit there. Everyone's like, yeah, beer pong. Let's go have a good time. And I got off on, like... The wrong stop on the metro, and I'm walking around and I don't have anybody's really number. And I think almost totally randomly just ran into you at a bar. We saw each other walking, it was only by coincidence, and I was also extremely
1: turned around. That fucking cluster of a city, and we definitely just opted after searching for a while together
0: to just go get beers by ourselves. Yeah, and we were like, fuck that. Started flying
1: and yeah, dude, we got to know each other in like the matter of one night. That was baller, man.
0: I feel like it was like it was while we were piece of hunting. I remember like very lucidly going around and we were trying to talk Spanish the whole time. Oh my and god, like- it was so hard! It was so difficult, dude. It's a constant challenge and
1: like that's gonna be in front of you, but not even just like the first year or two years. You're always going to have, like, this compelling uh, feeling that you want to go back to English, you know, because it's just, like, comfort zone, man. You really can express yourself fully, but I don't – something about me and you are just hell-bent, determined on learning Spanish. Dude, bear in mind, we had very little time. We had, what, five months on the calendar there, so, like, we wanted to get really good. And
0: a tiny window. I remember getting there and being like, oh, wow, this is a lot harder, and they're speaking a lot faster and a, with a much stronger accent than anything I've ever heard before, and I remember at a certain point being like, wait a minute, why am I not progressing that quickly? I should be getting better, and I didn't feel like I was, and I feel like that was kind of what was, at least personally going through my head, was like, whoa, we've already been here for... However long it had been, it was probably only a couple of weeks at that point. But I remember, like, distinctly having the feeling of not really progressing. We made a promise or a pact to just when me and you are together that there would be no English in the conversations. And so, you know, taking this into account, um, I think that we can, we got a lot of stuff
1: that we can offer to people. There has been, by and large, no other thing that at least kickstarted. Me learning Spanish so fast. What other than me and you just deciding to talk to Spanish to each other, like that being rule number one, priority number one, helped drastically, dude. I mean, even if like our fluency wasn't taking off, we were getting some really nice phrases, you know, like things that you can just to, as you put it, pepper the language and give it a little bit more life. Like those were there at least, and it mm. still felt a bit or an inorganic. If there wasn't
0: that much time. I feel like the way that Spanish or the way that all foreign languages are taught in schools is just an absolutely not the way anyone is ever going to be able to truly learn it and truly speak it as a real useful tool. All it takes to learn a language is actually speaking the language. That's what's necessary, and that's the only thing that's necessary. I didn't feel like I was nearly to the same level until I started forcing myself to actually speak all the time, even when I was slightly uncomfortable doing it. Yeah.
1: Brain is like a muscle, so is learning languages, hence why after three months you can make leaps and bounds of progress. Not exactly. Think of it much more like a a tendon, and it's going to regenerate every nine months, rather. Like, this is slow, dude. And you just got to stick with it, I suppose and it's just not one of those things that you can do in a classroom every three hours and go to some escuela de idiomas and pay 200 euros
0: and after a semester be a changed man. A huge important thing to keep in mind and that can be so, so frustrating is thinking that it's a linear progression. It does not work that way. I remember being so frustrated when I'd be learning Spanish and I felt like I'd have weeks where I thought I was getting better every single day and then I would have three or four days in a row well I felt like I could hardly talk at all, and I listen I could and I could be understood, but I thought my pronunciation was getting better and my vocabulary was getting better, and all of a sudden I woke up one day and I like couldn't and I felt like I couldn't speak it at all. It's hard at first to force yourself once you do that for two weeks. it's easy, then you just continue the routine
1: so here's the deal we're making a podcast that's virtually geared for. Anyone that thinks they're going to find it frustrating and needs um, needs to hear from the point of view from two people who have taken the time to cultivate a skill, which is learning languages. I myself learned Spanish, German, and then to an extent French, Italian, and Portuguese. And I know the struggles, like the ins and outs of learning a language. Those difficulties blow. All right, and the people that we think this would be most applicable for, not that you know it's uh, capped in any way, but for others that are doing the Auxiliaries program, which are native English speakers living abroad, people that are in that position could really profit from this podcast. Uh, On the other hand, adults trying to work their ways through learning a second or even third language for that matter there's a lot of hiccups and roadblocks and me and mike have a lot of uh tricks and tools to probably do that so i think that this is rather wide ranging as far as how many people can help with learning languages well, i
0: would say definitely people studying abroad too um which is not necessarily something that we said at first but yeah people studying abroad yeah you can do.
1: you can take I'm
0: sure I left out a couple of things that we need to talk about. Well, I mean, dude, that or that or people just like traveling to Spain or to Mexico, whatever Spanish speaking country, I think that's mostly we're going to focus on is people who are learning languages as adults or as young adults. I feel like that's something that people, a lot of people, have the opinion that if you're not speaking fluent Spanish by the time you're 18, you're never going to be able to fluently learn it. And I just totally do not agree with that. I do not agree with that, and I want to show people that it's possible to learn a language at any age.
1: I feel like one of my underlying objectives with this podcast is to totally dispel that belief, which is really widespread, and hopefully demonstrate, like, anyone who listens to this would then feel rather confident that... basically any age you can learn a language and that most of the limitations we kind of just fabricate in our own mind and it comes from um not wanting to feel uncomfortable and going back to first play right like everyone wants to be an all-star no one wants to be a rookie and the thing is you just got to start from square one and then you will learn that language but that's
0: only if you don't give up, I suppose. Oye, bien dicho. Very well said. Bien dicho, Andrés. Bien dicho. Gracias,